up all you cool cats and kittens out there. Welcome to another edition of Curveballs and Chair Shots. My name is Brandon Tanguma. Sitting definitely six feet away from me is my lovely and esteemed co-host Dominic Hobson. Dominic, how are you doing today? Hey Brandon, I'm doing fine. Uh, I take it you said that intro because you watched uh, Tiger King, right? What's Tiger King? Go Tigers. R.I.P. Coach O and his marriage. They got divorced. During these tough times, you know, sometimes relationships can be strained. I honestly thought you were going to say R.I.P. Kobe, but never mind. Because you don't care about him. We are going to talk about Kobe. We are? Because he... Rapist? Apparently has been elected to the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame. This will be an official announcement on Saturday. The rumored class will be Kobe, Kevin Garnett, and Tim Duncan. Definitely a well-deserved cast. The one person that I was looking over that seemed as though should be a Hall of Famer, I know I might be a little biased here, but Chris Bosh is on the ballot as well, mm-hmm. Dominic. How do you feel? Do you think Chris Bosh is a Hall of Famer? I, you're, you're probably going to maybe... Uh call me out on this, but I feel like if Chris Bosch, if he never went to the Heat, he would not have been a champion. I don't I, I don't doubt he would have been a great player, but I don't think he would be a household name like he is today if he did not go to the Heat. Chris Bosch on the Raptors was a damn good player. He's probably definitely top 10, I would say. And who knows what he would have done by himself with the Raptors or even just with him in Dwayne Wade on the Heat. I think they could have had a fantastic career, just the two of them. I think I think maybe it's one of those things that he's not going to get in because it's first time, and he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer like Kobe, KG, and Tim Duncan are. But I definitely are. Is KG first, first ballot? I don't even know. But Kobe definitely is, and Tim Duncan. So Chris Bosh, I can see why people didn't vote him in, but obviously Kobe, KG, and Tim Duncan, well-deserved, and just another sad part of this whole Kobe Bryant tragedy that he's not going to... We're not going to see his uh, Hall of Fame speech, which probably would have been fantastic. Well, like, my whole thing, though, with the Chris Bosh thing is just, you know, LeBron James, you you can't just affiliate Chris Bosh by himself. It's you put LeBron and D-Wade with him, and it that's where... And it is also the Basketball Hall of Fame, so you have to take into account his Olympic career and his college career. That's why Carmelo, maybe he didn't have the greatest pro career, but one of the greatest... Olympic careers of all time, won a national championship with Syracuse. Carmelo, definitely a basketball Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I I don't doubt he'll get in. I just don't think it's going to be for, no, I'm not, not even going to say a while, maybe next year, year after, maybe two years. I can see that. So, let's talk some NFL news. We've already talked about this in the past when the CBA was going around. The owners have officially... Uh, past the NFL playoff format, as we talked about, now it's going to be seven teams on each side. There will only be one by team. That will be the number one team. And so, if this was this was inserted last year, it would have been the Steelers in the AFC and the Rams in the NFC. Two probably not deserving playoff teams. You never know; you could get hot. But starting this year, if there's even a season, which is a whole different discussion, yeah. there will be a new playoff format. 17 games, I think, is not going to come this year. It's going to come later on down the line. But right now, the first part of that, with, the new, with this new playoff format coming in 2020. I mean, I, you know me. I personally think it's a, it's a better idea. I understand that some people have mixed feelings. Brandon, where do you, where do you sit on this 
fence. Are you for it or against it? Well, as I said last time, I think the playoff format that they have is good. You know, six teams, you get two teams on the bye. And especially if you're going to have this 17-game season, and there's not going to be an extra bye in there, there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be broken down at the end of the season. I don't know. With the seven game, with the seven teams who make it, how does that affect kind of those middle-tier teams who are going to be in there, but then you don't, you're guaranteed a spot, but maybe you're not going to get that first buy. Do you tank a little bit? Do you rest your players so you can give them a week and a half off going into the playoffs? So obviously it's like the wild card in baseball where those bottom tier teams, you know, the seven through 12 teams, they're going to have a lot more to fight for those last three weeks of the season. But my thing is those other teams, how is that going to affect them? the ones that are guaranteed a playoff spot but aren't technically in the race for the bye week at number one. I mean, I think I think it would affect them the same way as last year's bracket, you know. You're in playoffs, you have to play, you don't get a bye. I mean, it, it it's fairly simple. You win, you play, and you win. But if you're guaranteed a spot in the playoffs, do you rest your players and say, we're not going to play week 17 or week 18 at this point, and we're just going to you know, maybe we're going to see who we're playing and we're going to take our chances, or do we play, keep the momentum going, and risk an injury? Because now you're playing an extra game, and especially with that two, the two seed now is going to play an extra game, so you have to win four games to get into the Super Bowl. I mean, I think any smart team would keep playing, even if it's just one half or one quarter just to make sure they stay warmed up, stay focused. But, I mean, I'm all for it. I, I think, uh, you know, you'll be surprised to see what would happen, you know. With this new playoff format, seven teams coming out of each conference, do you think the Raiders have a chance to sneak in and get maybe a six or seven seed? Then that's why I like it. Because, because you're being I, biased. I'm being biased, yes. Speaking of those Las Vegas Raiders... What happened to the Oakland Raiders, man? They gone. Eli Apple has not agreed to terms with the Raiders, so now he is out. he did, though. Well, that's what happens. They say that he signed, but then he's not officially signed. They couldn't agree on the specifics. And now they got safety Demarius Randall, formerly of the Cleveland Browns, to pair him up with Jonathan Abraham. I think that's a great pickup. I think decent. I think Eli Apple... I think they need corner help still, but I think Randall could be a good safety, come in, play some corner slot. I mean, the Raiders definitely need to bolster up their defense, and especially their secondary. Well, I mean, if I remember correctly, I think a lot of their... I mean, yeah, their offense was kind of lackluster. Uh, but if I remember correctly, they had a lot of big plays at you know end of quarters, end of halves, end of the game that cost them their the win. And we forget that Abraham played that first game against the Chargers and he was fucking fantastic. Breaks his collarbone or breaks his shoulder or whatever. And who knows how he could have how he could have fared the rest of the season. Exactly. You know, add him. He's almost like a brand new draft pick. You go in the draft, you know, pick somebody up maybe in the first or second round. Pair him up with maybe a receiver you get because the receiver class is so deep in the in this year's draft. Maybe we'll talk about the draft in a week or two when it comes around. But I mean, this Stuff kind of happens, somebody falls out, and then you just kind of got to find someone to replace them. Yeah, and that's, that's life, that's sports, that's everything. Do you think this affects the Browns in any way? 
with a there. We're gonna do shit anyways. Okay. We already know OBJ is getting out of there, going to the Niners, and Browns are just gonna flounder like they always do. You heard it here first. Yep. Dominic with the scoops. Now, finally, not a lot of not ice cream scoops. I'm sorry. Maybe in two weeks, once this whole Lent thing is over, and maybe oh. quarantine is over, Quarantine's I've been really wanting. I've been really wanting a milkshake lately. Really? Yeah. From where? I don't know. Somewhere. Hmm. About the even though your milkshake brings me to the yard, that's why I'm here. Every but week. they're like what? Damn right. It's better yeah. than yours, Phillips. So you rather drink my milkshake than Phillips? Thank you. I appreciate that. There you go. Thank you. Shout out uh, the Bullock Cats. We actually got a I got a name drop on the uh, on the podcast because I I brought up something. I don't know how we got to it, but we were talking about our uh, title from last week, and I was kind of hinting at it. I always said, "Oh, you know, we're going downhill or something or another." And then all the out of the blue, Philip looks it up because I told him to, and then he just says "cockering" on air. I was like, "Okay, he said it." Double, oh, oh, double our, murders uh, and cockering. <laughs> Hell of a title. That was actually a pretty bad, bad podcast episode for us. It's pretty bad for us, for us. Not you, because I think, uh... if I recall, somebody thought that maybe ice hockey was played during the summertime in the Summer Olympics. Yeah, I don't know who said that. Oh, what an idiot! Moron. I think it was the mascot. I, I think he might have mentioned it, yeah. I mean, in his defense, I don't think he's lived through a Summer Olympics yet, so, right? Uh, no. Or how, how old are you, bud? You're that many. Okay, good. Okay, good. Nice to hear. So, yeah. let's get in to baseball. Oh, not, e- God. not exactly, you know, on-the-field talk, but who knows how long this quarantine, how long everything will happen. I'm bullish. I don't think we're going to be going to Vegas. I'm sorry, Dominic. Whatever, it's fine. But save my vacation days. The Astros, there has been some talk of what happens if the Astro suspensions are they still going to be held up, even if there is still no 2020 season? Technically, no. I think they said that they will st- that they uh, this suspension will be done with, even if there is no games played. It's kind of like it's kind of lawyer talk. You can just say because in the suspension it says they are redeemed after the 2020 World Series but then what happens if there is no 2020 World Series does that mean that you can go back They're on suspended your suspended forever and yeah you can just suspend them forever but Dominic where do you fall on this if there's no games played this season should uh, I am completely blanking out on the names should have looked that up Jeffrey Loonhow and AJ Hench I believe that's what their names are should they still be suspended for the 2021 season if there are no games played this year um, I'm going to say no and that is just because... Do you think the league will take it into their own hands and not hire them? Do you think if there is games played, they're more likely to get hired than if there aren't any games played? No. I, I, I think... Uh, I First of all, I think lawyers will get in the middle of that shit instantly and be like, look, it, it didn't happen. You can't... You know, where in the contract does it state that if the season doesn't get played, their suspension is upheld or wherever, like, I'm sure there'll be a bunch of litigations, and it's not, it's just easier to say, you know what, hey, you guys got off lucky. But here's the thing. The fans, they want to rip apart the players, not Hinch, or Finch, whatever fuck his name is, I don't give a fuck, he's a cheating ass motherfucker. Um, The the fans want to rip apart the players, so we don't care if the suspensions are upheld, if they fall, if they go through and they come back next season, we just want to boo and heckle the hell out of the players. 
Am I not right? You are right, because we were supposed to go to the Astros-A's game this Monday. It was supposed to be the Astros' first road game. I was yeah. looking forward to that, honestly, mm-hmm. more than I was looking forward to to the you opening. Your shat, your, your, your shat? Oh, my Trashtros yeah, shirt. Yeah, that one. I was that ready for shat. it. I ordered it. I was so happy. We picked out seats right by the Astros' bullpen, ready to flip everybody off. But then, of course, this bullshit happens. Dominic, after we've kind of been down this road for about three weeks now, yep. The uh, I think someone said, some person way smarter than me yeah. said that maybe all hell will break loose about mid-April. How are you dealing with, or how do you how do you think the sports world will go in the next month or two? You know, when do you think um, everything is going to get back to normal, if there is ever going to be a normal? I, I saw a Facebook post, and I liked it and shared it, and it was, stop wasting the tests on players and athletes and give it to the people who need it the most. And I agree. Fuck these players. You know why, Brandon? They make fucking millions and millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. And our primetime players. We over here struggling. Nurses, doctors, police officers, firefighters, paramedics. You know, they need to be tested. They need to have tests to give to the people that need the test. Alright? So, fuck the players. I don't care what happens. I appreciate your, uh, Veracity there, but Thank you didn't even answer my question. What was the question? I basically asked you when do you think sports will come back at this point now that we've kind of been down this road and maybe we're a little optimistic a few weeks ago well, and now does, that we're kind of really into ma- it. It doesn't really matter, right? Because, I mean, okay, what? It's what, around June is when basketball ends, right? Very, well, early June. I think the first of June is the very earliest that I think anything can start, but I still don't think that's going to happen. But, I mean, basketball, I mean, so if they resume basketball, that's going to cut into, ba- uh, it's going to cut more into baseball, right? And then baseball starts. Well, I mean, not technically. It's more, it would cut more into hockey because basketball and hockey have to determine who plays where and when. Exactly. So my thing is, like, would you just be like, you know what, fuck it, start playoffs. Fuck it. I think that's probably what they should do. I think, especially like those lower teams, the owners are going to be like, you know, we're fucking, we lost so much money already. We don't want to pay these these players who aren't going to make the playoffs. We're not going to get extra playoff revenue. So just yeah. say fuck it, you know, just start the playoffs and have maybe they do some sort of, I don't know, like NCAA type thing, or it's like maybe instead of best of seven for everything, you do best of five or best of three in the early rounds and yeah. just kind of you know speed it along. With basketball and hockey, obviously you're playing indoors, so you don't have to worry about going later on into the months and have to worry about that. Baseball, on the other hand, they're the ones that kind of has to be. Okay, we got to figure out what we're going to do because if we do play into October, November, you got, you know, New York, Minnesota, those North and Northeast teams, they can't play. Rain and snow. Yeah, you can't play into November. And that's where people are saying maybe we have to move the playoffs or the World Series to a neutral site to like Milwaukee or Florida or go to Miami because we already know the Marlins are going to fucking make it to the playoffs. So (laughs) just just put it down in Miami. Shots fired. You know, shout out to the Marlins. I have my player on MLB The Show, and they drafted me. I'm in the show, whatevs, you know, starting second baseman. Shout out Derek Jeter. Shut the fuck up. Anyways, your thoughts. Anyways. Thoughts. Um, no, I, I... If... I I think NBA, NHL, they should just... Whatever the standings are, that's your playoffs, and go for it. Um, especially with the NBA, um, I do... I think they don't need to do the best of three, or maybe best of three, but they should just move it along, whatever. Um, the neutral site thing, it depends on, 
you know, they're not start. They're not going to play a full season, right, for baseball, right? Or are I they think gonna... obviously 162 is out the window. I think they're okay. going to still try to play over 100 games. I think the players have been saying we're willing to do double headers and everything. You're probably going to have to do a 40 man roster instead of a 25 man roster because you can't rely on all those arms to last for, for, for that short amount of time. So, uh, I mean, even football, who knows, you know, October or September is right around the corner. You still have to do training camp and all this other bullshit. Yeah. And we're just but my li- thing living in strange like, times, Dominic. You know, they say, oh, we'll play double headers. I mean, is that how many double headers are you going to be playing a month? It's like, like, I wouldn't be shocked if you played at least, you know, two double headers a week. You can go back to the travel ball days, you know, playing double headers Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. See, and, that, and that's the thing. It's like, does the, you know, I, I know I just talk shit about players and how they make millions and fuck them, whatever. But how's that become enjoyable? I mean, I, I love baseball. You're telling me you don't I... want to go down to the Coliseum, go go there at like 10 o'clock in the morning, get fucking shit-faced, and stay until 11 o'clock at night watching a doubleheader. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't, but I'm saying from a player's standpoint, you want to play fucking four games in, or two, four, six games in three days? A lot of people. I used to do that back in my, back in my heyday, Dominic. And you loved it. Yeah, it gets kind of a grind after a while. Exactly, and you're and now imagine having to play your six games in Oakland at a home at a at a homestand, and then fucking got to fly all the way to New York for fucking a four game road trip, and then you got to fly to fucking. Uh, I think there's going to be L.A. It's probably going to be Angels. very localized. A lot of division games will be played on those doubleheaders, so they don't you know travel all over the place. I Just, can I can see a doubleheader Friday Saturday played Sunday day game, and then off you go. That's probably more realistic. Whatever you say, Brandon. You know everything. I don't know everything. I just pretend like I know everything. Uh, so that'll do it for us for sports. But first, got to shout out some of the players and everybody that's doing good. Sinshu Chu, outfielder for the Texas Rangers. He has said that he's going to give $1,000 to every single minor leaguer in the Rangers organization. And it seems though maybe some other players will follow suit with that. Very good gesture on his part because the minor, respect, respect. minor leaguers are, I guess, getting like $400 or something, but, I mean, obviously that's not going to last them too long, especially those guys that have yeah, families. Exactly. That's respect. Respect that about him. Now. Who was it again? Sin Chu Chu? Sin Chu Chu. Sin Chu Chu. Yes. I'm never going to remember that name. You don't know who he is, Dominic. He's been in the league for a while. Is that the guy that every time they said his name at the A's game, I said, bless you? Probably because he plays for the Rangers, so we've probably seen a game or two of his. Okay. Bless his heart and bless you. Bless you. Ah, I like that. Anyways, let's move on to the world of pro wrestling. We will do the WrestleMania preview at the very end, but we will have it as his own separate podcast. So I don't know why I said that because he probably already heard it by now. But anyways. <laughs> don't assume they listen to that first. I mean, they're probably going to go like, oh, another one we have to listen to? Damn. But anyways, I'm going to post the WrestleMania one separately. So if you've already heard that, you know when to, to bounce out. But anyways, we're going to still continue talking about the Rona because Florida has finally gotten their shit together and Ooh. Georgia as well. Have Ooh. you have you seen the viral video of the Georgia governor saying that he just learned that people can be asymptomatic and still spread the disease? No, I did not see that video. Yeah, well, You know why? Because I'm an essential worker. I've been working. You are an essential worker, Dominic, carrying bags of soil everywhere so people can plant their goddamn vegetable farms. I was waiting for you to say plant their seed, but that would have been funnier. Well, you know what? That's why I don't got a network special. Damn. I know. But anyways, Florida and Georgia have finally gotten their shit together and 
had a stay-at-home order. Obviously, that is going to affect the wrestling world because Florida was the site of both WWE doing the Performance Center in Orlando and AEW at Daly's Place in Jacksonville. AEW this week moved to Georgia to do a pretty lengthy set of tapings on Wednesday and Thursday. They had all their paperwork. Apparently, the police were there ready to shut you down. Be like, "Uh uh-uh, we got our shit here. Pow. AEW apparently has enough stuff in the can to last them till mid-May, maybe, because Double or Nothing will come around. It seems as though they're dead set on running Double or Nothing, whether that be with or without a crowd. Goddamn, better be with a fucking crowd. I'm trying to go to Vegas. But WWE, on the other hand, it seems as though they only have tapings up until NXT next week. So WWE, oh, on the other <laughs> hand, doesn't seem as though they have enough footage, obviously. I mean, they have the Raw after Mania, but they don't have the SmackDown after Mania. So, Dominic, maybe talk the WWE part first. What do you think they will do? Because of these stay-at-home orders, there are some other states, I think, that haven't done a stay-at-home order, so you could do that, but I think their relationship between WWE and the wrestlers are already a little rocky because there's a lot of them who have kind of expressed privately that they don't really feel comfortable doing all this. Damn, I don't know. That, that, I... I'm think trying to think of states and you know arenas or stadiums or wherever they could actually put on a sh- show. Um, I mean, I'm sure th- I'll do the research while you can blabber on for a little bit. Well, no, I, I'm honestly thinking because you know I, the first thing that came to mind was okay, Madison Square Garden, but they're not going to go to New York. That's the epicenter. Um, next thing was thinking somewhere in L.A., but Staples Center. That's going to be. Dominic, we live in California. Do you not know what's going on with our government? I, I I know, Brandon. That's the whole point. So I'm trying to think of any other place, maybe somewhere back, you know, mid, mid, you know, uh, Kansas City. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. But I think they're going to have to, they're going to need to find something, or we're going to end up watching a live recap of WrestleMania fucking 13 or something like that. And I'm pretty sure... I don't want to watch it. You're not going to want to watch it. Fans aren't going to watch it. So there goes their viewership. Fox pulls their money. WWE goes bankrupt and AEW takes over the world. Are you done researching? Because I can't keep talking about shit, Brandon. Come on. I mean, I'm scrolling through, and it seems, though, that there's a lot of states that have done this. Especially, I think, the South are kind of the states that have been the last of the holdouts. But I'm seeing, like, Texas, Alabama, Louisiana, Tennessee, a lot of these states have implemented this. And the state, but Florida and Georgia are the ones that actually are upholding if they catch you outside, you're in trouble, right? Well, kind of everybody is doing that. Technically, if you go outside and you're doing something non-essential, the police could, like, arrest you and, like, give you a citation or whatever. So my thing is... Technically, you're not. They're probably not going to do that. They're going to say, "Hey, get the fuck inside." So, if we have any, uh, you know, East Bay Park police listening to this, you should drive down uh, Redwood Road in Oakland slash Moraga area because there's a lot of people out there not doing the non-essential things. You know, AKA riding their fucking bike in the middle of the street and trying to go home from work, hindering me driving home because I'm trying to stay at home, motherfuckers. I haven't really seen anybody, you know, I haven't seen any groups, I've been doing my part, kind of stay at home. Mm -hmm. I've been going on runs, you know, trying to stay healthy, trying not to be fat, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I've seen some people, 
you know, walking their dogs and shit like that, but I haven't, I've, I've, maybe it's just because I haven't gone out of my way to look for it. But well, see, but that's, that's the thing. That's, they, they've said you can do things like that, but you walk your route and you go home. You don't, these people drive their cars and they park and they hang out. What's essential about that, Brandon? Tell me, Brandon. Because they're cool and they're rebels and fuck them. Today's rebels are tomorrow's victims. One of these days, 100. I'm going to flip them all off and they're going to chase me home and I'm going to get beat up. And then you bring out your secret weapon that you got yesterday, last shh, week. Shh, shh, shh. I said secret weapon. Oh, okay, good. It's your hammer. What? Between your legs. Oh, hey. <laughs> calm down, studio audience. Calm down, calm down. He doesn't know about it. He doesn't know what kind of hammer I'm working with. If it's a sledge or a ball ping, he doesn't know. It's one of those like squeaky ones that a kid has, just like beep. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. It's big, but it's just you know it doesn't really soft. Pack. Yeah, it doesn't pack a big punch. <laughs> Need some blue chew. Yeah, shut up, blue chew. No, don't bring up blue chew with the studio audience around here. Why is she looking into some blue chew? For the wrong reasons. No. Well, our uh, friends over Trapdoor to Hell gave us an idea, or I don't know, gave us an idea, but threw it out there that maybe because of the lack of sports and news in general to talk about, that maybe I take a blue chew and I fuck in the butt. <laughs> no. No. Oh. That we should do the gay porn challenge. Made famous by Tosh.0. Take some blue chew, you know, wear some sweatpants, watch something, and then, you know, see see who get who well, see who get should, her done should, first. Should I just tell him your idea? Well, you already brought it up, so Dominic. We haven't got a half hour yet, Dominic. She so. wants to drug us and just see what happens with blue chew. If you guys don't know, blue chew is a chewable Viagra, basically. Very popular in the wrestling world. So, obviously, we're in the wrestling portion of the She said that podcast. she wants to, like, slip it into something and then just be First like... First off, how are you going to put a chewable in... It's not going to dissolve. I mean, she could probably give you, like, here's some candy and you can just call, you know, or... I don't know. It's Mary. She would think of something. But that was her whole gimmick was she'll give you and me, she'll slip it to us somehow, and then we'll just, like... Hey, let's go outside and walk the dog or something, and then I'll know and we'll just start boop and Yeah. I just took my waistband to go to town. You know, just start <laughs> running. <laughs> and then I said I'll probably just jack off like seven hundred times. Is that different than the other day? Yeah. I only do it six hundred times. Oh, okay. God. The blue chew gives you that extra ump for the yes. next hundred times. But then I don't want to look like Quagmire, you know, with one fucking ripped arm and you know the other weak arm. That's why you gotta switch it up, bro. Not good. Not good. Like if only had your Christmas present from two years ago. It's true. R.I.P. Lisa. She will be missed. Okay. Awkward ending, but let's uh, keep on with that. Get on, man. We'll go. Anyways, let's get into the AEW Dynamite recap. As I said, they were in Georgia at an undisclosed location. Apparently, according to the internet, it is QT Marshall's gym. Or something or another, somewhere in the Georgia-Atlanta area, I think. I don't know. But uh, smaller setup, obviously. I think it was a good setup. I think it was still better than what the WWE Performance Center looks like. It was small, intimate. They still had the wrestlers at ringside, which definitely helped out the atmosphere better than what they did last week. Dominic, as a studio audience, beats your ass. What would you think of the AEW setup? I just want to say, first off, I apologize. I didn't know you were saving those last two chocolate balls, and I ate them, and they were delicious. Tastes like chocolate, uh, strawberry Nesquik. I wish I had chocolate balls. 
I mean, we sent you a bunch of those, uh, you know, videos that, you know, had chocolate balls in them, if you know what I mean. Yes. You know, when you send me a video through the message, through the iMessage, through the group chat, that I can just click on it, scroll all the way to the end, because I know something's going to fucking happen. <laughs> Especially when it's like a two-minute video. I'm not going to sit there and watch some dude on his bike for two minutes. I'm just going to scroll through it. Legitimately, I was taking a dump when I saw that, and it scared me. Yeah. If you didn't know, it's some dude just riding around on his bike, and then two black guys fucked each other. There's actually a third guy jacking off in the background. Well, I did not get that far. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was already finished. <laughs> uh, anyways, back to QT Marshall's gym or whatever you were saying. Um, why? Is there any particular reason why you thought it was a better setup? I know you said it was small, but any anything that I'm not saying out. it was better than the Daily's Place setup, but I think I liked it because it was very small intimate, and it wasn't as spacious as the performance center, as you almost broke my goddamn laptop. Sorry, Dumb man, it. I got a ham hock of a hand. You know, on a side note, since we're really going off the rails. Eh, I was hey, wa- at least it's good quality content, you know what I mean? It's not this gibberish and... I was watching stuff. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Very good show. Yeah, hey, I think I've heard their theme song once or twice. Yeah, you know, we use it a time or two yeah. when Dominic does some shit on the podcast, but... Or have to go take a shit. Yeah, but now we use the Randy Marsh shit scene. Uh, I was watching the latest episode, and... Okay, Burpsky. Uh Was it Chaz Bono or whatever, the the male who was transitioned himself from female to male? Isn't that Cher's kid? Basically. Yeah. Sure, why not? Uh, he, was, uh, he was in there, and the premise of the episode, not the entire premise, but that he had a big old schlong, nice. and he doesn't, he, you know, you gotta beware of that thing, because you just start swinging that shit around, you start knocking shit over. He works at, uh, I wanna say Bernie. What's his name? His name's not Bernie Sanders. He plays Bernie Sanders. Great. Great. Oh, um... Come on, Dominic. David... Dave, uh... Dave, da da Dave, Dave. It's not Dave. Yes, it is. It is not Dave. I bet you money it's Dave. The lead guy on Kirby Enthusiasm, his yes. name is not Dave, Dominic. Are you serious? I'm like, well, I spelled a crib. Crib your enthusiasm? <laughs> My bad. Larry David, there we go. Larry, da- see, but Dave. Okay, I'll give you like a half a point on that. But Thank anyway, you. so he hires him to work at Larry David's gym. At- his coffee shop, mm-hmm. and he was, you know, changing himself, and he swung around, and his fucking big old cock knocked <laughs> over a charging uh, coffee mug, and it started a fire. So very similar to what you just so did. So you're telling me with my laptop. Listen, listen. You're telling me. You don't know how a huge cock. Well, no, that's that. That's not the point. You're telling me a big cock are dangerous. Apparently, especially, especially if you don't grow up with it, you just kind of get it, and then you don't know how to use it. You know, you don't. So get you're it. telling me an average and/or smaller than average is ideal. I guess because I don't think you're knocking over chargeable coffee mugs or watches. I mean, off counters. We can try. Do I need? Is it going to be like a Karate Kid montage where I got to set some shit up and you got to try to kick it? But I'm just cock slapping it. <laughs> yes. Nice. No, me in the studio. I'll just do that later. Okay. Anyways, let's get back on track. Come on. The beginning of AEW Dynamite saw Kenny Omega defeat Trent in a good match. About goes 
pretty much in 19 minutes because Kenny hits the one-wing angel at the one-minute call. And I thought it was a really good match. I wished maybe they kind of built this up, put it on later in the show, give us some reason for why it was happening. But Trent, I think he has a good upside as a singles competitor, but he hasn't really shown that in the Dynamite AEW environment. So maybe they could have done a little bit better to build him up. Well, like, the let me ask you lengthwise, you know, going on. Since we're talking about length. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't think about that. Um, you know, going almost 20, min- 20 minutes. Do you think, so how come this doesn't get ridiculed for going almost 20 minutes, but any match that goes over 10 in WWE, they go, damn, that match is too long. Unless it's some five-star match. Could you give me an example, Dominic? No, I can't give an example. Okay, nothing com- comes to my head. All right, then we get Hakaru Shida taking on Anna Jay. Shida wins, blabbers with Britt Baker at ringside, who was eating a chicken sandwich, and took her heel off, who was going to smack Shida in the head with it. I guess they're building up a feud between those two. Maybe we'll see that in the upcoming tapings. Maybe double or nothing. Oh, wait. Nobody got hurt, so we can ask for right, Dominic? Yeah, sure. Where's Nyla Rose? I don't know. Homesick. Where's Adam Page? Oh, a lot drinking, of the... hey, he probably got the Rona, drinking all them beers. Mm-hmm. Then we got John Moxley and Jake Hager with a pretty good, I would say, a video package. This package? Yes, great package. We got Jake Hager, or we got John Moxley sitting at Daly's place uh, talking about Hager. Hager sitting, I guess, at his house. They go back and forth talking about each other, and they are going to have a match in two weeks. I am told that it is going to take place at Daly's place. Jim Ross will be on commentary, so I guess they taped that match two weeks ago, back when Jarrett was still on commentary. Well, now this is, I'm trying to go deep, 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 deep archives here. Didn't we talk about, like a long time ago, about how AEW, uh, for one of their TV shows, we're going to maybe just do, like, pre-tape matches or something like Wasn't it something like that? Didn't we talk about that a long time ago? We talked about a lot of shit, Dominic. I can't remember. Okay, never mind. Then look at those my premise. Never mind. What'd you, talk about, what'd you think about this package? It's too long. Too long of a package? You wish too it was shorter? Long. You like a shorter package? Yeah. I mean, it really I... packs a nice solid punch when it's shorter? Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't like having to sit there and just Because sometimes you got a longer package, you just kind of have, you just, it's just long for the sake of being long, and then you don't really know how to tell a good story and, you know, And we all know Dominic loves properly. a great story. Exactly. Yeah. And he loves an underdog. That's why we love so many extra teams in the playoffs. Yes. Yes. If we actually had a March Madness, Dominic would have had all the 16 teams beat the ones. Yep. Bet you it would have happened, too. Oh, yeah, definitely would have happened. Yes. Then we got Lance Archer killing poor Marco Stunt. Stunt gets some offense in, but for the most part, Archer beats him down. Maybe he didn't take an actual bump, but he does sell a little bit for Stunt. And then in the end, he yeets him into the crowd I saw that. as the best friends, uh, I think the Guns and Orange Cassidy catch him. You know, solid squash match for Archer. Jake the Snake cuts one of those pre-tape promos beforehand. I think, you know, good, solid stuff. Cole Cabana was on commentary for the second half. He will be in the TNT tournament, taking on Lance Archer in that first round, I think, in two weeks. I feel like this title's designed for Archer. And it's going to set up a feud between, like, Archer and probably Matt. And then uh, Brody will get involved somewhere and... Is this going to be a weird triangle? 
Speaking of packages, we got Chris Jericho in his hot tub with a little bit of the bubbly. Yes. In his leather pants. Yes. Getting confronted by Vanguard 1. They go back and forth. They do the shtick, and Jericho tries to sweet-talk Vanguard, gives him a drone-sized t-shirt. Vanguard runs away. Jericho sicks the hounds on Vanguard. I thought it was funny. Hilarious. I think Jericho can do... I think it's much better. This is much more fitted for Jericho's personality doing something like this than something in the main event title picture. I mean... uh, My honest opinion, Jericho can be the start, middle, and everything he's doing is going to be perfect. Um, Granted, I don't think Hager should be challenging Moxley for anything or even feuding with Moxley. Um there's at least one other person I think would fit better in that spot, which is MJF, but he's doing something else. Jericho, I think, is one of the only other person who has driven down to Georgia to do some of the tapings that happened on Thursday. So pretty much everybody you saw at Dynamite on Wednesday are going to be those in the tapings. Jericho came down. Apparently he's done some commentary. Maybe I think he had a match or two. So Jericho will be in the building, but I think another good thing about this is that you kind of have two separate crews. You have that Southeast crew, and I guess like maybe the West Coast crew, so that's why we're not going to see the Young Bucks, you know, Adam Page and all these other guys, so it's kind of good for the Corona, because if one of them gets sick, you know not your entire roster has been affected by this. But, I mean, if you get the crew sick... But you can... But then you get another crew. But, who knows? We might just be out of commission with wrestling, live wrestling for another three months. Would you? So, another thing that we talked about a while ago, too, is an off-season for professional wrestling. I think that's probably something that's going to happen for WWE because they don't have stuff in the can. And I think that's a good That's a good thing. They're still going to produce stuff. They might still have promos, but they're going to probably have a lot of pre-taped stuff, like old... I mean, they've kind of... I think they've run out. Maybe not run out, but they've definitely used up a lot of old recent matches. Like, you know, a lot of the WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, Survivor Series type matches. Well, like, my thing, though, too, is when it comes down to, like, I, I know how every Raw is the longest-running episodic TV show, TV, whatever. It's like, I know they, honest to God, would be upset if they lost that so, so-called so achievement by no longer being able to say that. But, but as long as you just throw up some some promos, you know, Michael Cole is live from his house. Yeah. You, that can count as an episode. Exactly. You know, maybe it's not an episode... But then you also got to think about USA, Fox, all of them, and how are they going to get their money for it? No one's going to tune in to see Michael Cole from his house talk about off-season shit. We talk about talk about some WWE hot stove. I mean, no. May, maybe if Vince is open up the trades and deals and stuff, you know, maybe maybe uh, this would be a good way for the you know wrestling union. To get together. Now let's finish up AEW. Brody Lee had another one of those Vince McMahon-style vignettes. Right. Continuing on in this, you're not a big fan of these. No, not really. As you just said, gay. Because gay is... Did you say gay? What no. What did you I say? said great. Oh. Good job, Dominic. I've learned my lesson not to say certain things, Brandon. Okay. okay. Good job, Dominic. Hi, elbow. Hi, hi. I ain't touching you. You elbow, got the Rona. Elbow five. I might have the Rona, you know, because I work. I'm an essential worker. You are an essential worker. You are a hero, Dominic. I don't care what anybody says about you. you Risking your life. You should buy me dinner on Sunday. And then you buy me dinner on Saturday. Sure. Okay. Fine. There we go. Okay. Elbow five. Elbow five. Boom. 
Uh, so, you, you actually liked the Brody Lee segment this time. My great was very sarcastic. I don't like it. But you thought I said gay. And then we went on another side tangent. No. We get the Natural Nightmares. <laughs> Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall beating up 8 and 9. Of course, 8 and 9 lose because everybody besides Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, and Brody Lee from the Dark Order lose. Then Brody Lee comes out, destroys either 8 or 9. I don't know who's who. So, Brody Lee continuing to be strong. I like him in this aspect than the Vince McMahon stuff. It is kind of, you know, entertaining on a meta level, I guess, but I don't know how long this is going to last. My prediction is they do a, a hand in the peanut jar one next episode. Probably. I can see it happening. I mean, I think we've also hinted at it, though. If he keeps, they keep it up, it's just going to rub some people the wrong way. And not in a bad way. Like, for me, it's kind of like, okay, okay, it's just getting old. Something like the Elias shtick where he always comes out and sings a song. It's like, alright, it's getting a little old. Then, in the main event, we got the first round of the TNT Championship being teamed up together as Sean Spears and Sam McVar take on Cody and Darby Allen. Spears and Guevara beat Cody and Allen after Allen gets pinned, something that doesn't happen all too often. And then in the end, Cody you know, went to go console Allen, and Allen knocked him down. Not setting up a first-round match, as Tony Schiavone said, as he was trying to plug a Dumb and Dumber movie, but Great. Uh, Cody is going to take on Sean Spears. Guevara is taking on Allen. Do you think that the chalk will happen to where Cody faces Allen? Or, yeah, Allen. Anyways, in the second round. I can see it happening. I mean, well, actually, I take that back. It all depends on... Oh, do you think they're just kind of planting that seed so you think it goes that way? I think, you know, that first match, it can go either way. Maybe I think Cody is definitely beating Sean Spears, but I think in that second match, you can kind of go back and forth and be like, you know, we haven't seen, you know, I think Guevara because he's been doing some stuff with Brandy, and you have Darby Allen. It can go either way, so I think that's kind of a smart little seed to plant for next week. And honestly, I see Sammy winning and it being Cody and Sammy and then Sammy doing some sleazy shit to get under Cody's skin. He beats Cody and then Sammy Guevara is your fucking new champion, whatever it's called. So you think Sammy Guevara will be the first ever TNT champion, I think. Look, Domitian, who's on the other side of the bracket? Uh, No, I do not. I don't know everyone. I know Pox over there. Pack is not in there because oh, he's Pac, st- stuck in the United Kingdom. What a we got bitch. Dustin Rhodes taking on somebody. I'm pretty sure Dustin Rhodes is going to win. Hacker? No. Then we got Lance Archer taking on Colt Cabana. Pretty sure Lance Archer wins. And then Dustin Rhodes faces Lance Archer. Lance Archer beats Dustin, which sets up Cody versus Lance in the finals because they've been pushing this for such a long period of time. But then who wins, Cody or Archer? Lance Archer wins. So, once again, Cody gets fucked. When's Cody going to be a champion? God damn it. Push Cody. Nobody cares about Cody. God, he's underutilized. Exactly. Now, let's talk about some NXT. Velveteen Dream beats Bobby Fish in an okay match, and then he calls out Adam Cole, seemingly setting up a match with him for the title. I don't exactly know what was taped for next week. I don't think this match is going to be taking place, so kind of, meh. I mean, yeah, I... A lot of innuendos. I don't understand understand why Bobby Fish was in a singles match. 
because he's part of the Undisputed Era and just giving somebody for Velveteen Dream to beat. That's pretty bad. Then we get an interview with Malcolm Bivens Enterprises. He introduces his two big guys, uh, Rinku and Suarev. Don't ask me to name which one is which. I tried to remember, but then now I forgot already. Calling out the broserweights, but Pete Dunne stuck over there in the UK, so he's not going to be doing anything anytime soon, so it seems as though Matt Riddle is going to be taking on those two big burly boys for the time being. I mean, can you have a substitute? I guess you could have a substitute, but as we talked about many times, who knows what the fuck's going to happen with WWE and NXT going forward. You know what's going to happen. Vince McMahon's going to call in for Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair to come out of retirement. Quite possibly. That could happen. Then we get Dexter Loomis making his, I guess... Return? Return, debut, whatever. New debut? I don't know. know. He takes on Jake Atlas. Shout out Jake Atlas. Former APW Universal Champion. Great guy. I kind of wish he was not in this position, because I think he can be so much better than this, but I think it's going to be one of those things where he comes in, he loses, they put him on the shelf for a little bit, and then they bring him back, and everyone's going to forget about this. I can see it happening. I mean... In this time frame, too, I, I don't think people are really worried about the wins and losses right now. And it's kind of similar to the Austin Theory thing, that it, they're probably just pulling whoever lives in the area. But with NXT, obviously, there's going to be a lot more people who live in the Orlando area that you can use. Exactly, right? Right. Right. Then we get Dakota Kai defeating... I'm sorry, Dominic. <sighs> defeats Shotzi after Shotzi ran the gauntlet, beating four other women, Dakota Kai comes out, beats her, and now she will be the final woman in the ladder match to determine the number one contender for the NXT Women's Champion. Dominic, I know. Good good news. I mean, Shotzi got a, a spotlight going almost the distance. I think it's a good sign that Shotzi is in the plans for the foreseeable future as a top baby face for them. I'm just nervous for her, Brandon. I'm nervous. I think they're gonna build her up and then they're just gonna knock her down, man. <laughs> Eventually, her time will come. It's okay. it's going to be okay, Dominic. Shotzi will get her time in the sun. Dakota Kai's time is up. Her Shotzi's time is now. Now, now. Can't see her. Then in the main event, Keith Lee defeats both Dominic Dajakovic and Damian Priest to retain the North American Championship. Good match. Goes long. This is one of those takeover matches that has happened in front of an empty arena. I thought it was well worked. Obviously, with the crowd not there, I think this just kind of shows kind of a little appetizer for the type of match we're going to see at WrestleMania that Ugh. it might be a good match, but I think, obviously, no crowd is going to hurt it. We'll, we'll just have to scream extra loud. Oh, yeah. And that's why I like the wrestlers at ringside for AEW so much, because at least it gives you some sort of noise in the background, so it kind of it's obviously not the same, but yeah. it's a little easier to kind of forget about everything else. And before we transition to Raw question for you. Cameron Grimes, where is he at in all this? I don't know. Cameron Grimes did lose to Keith Lee. I think right now Keith Lee pinned Dijakovic, so I think maybe that ends their feud for the foreseeable future, and I think Lee will take on Damian Priest, and I think that's kind of the direction they're going to go right now. Maybe Dijakovic is still a babyface, so I think you could see Dijakovic take on Grimes, which is very similar to the Lee thing, where you got the very undersized heel going up against the oversized babyface. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Now, finally, well, I was, well, goddamn, I was going to say my, penultimately, there we go. I was going to say my really big word and then I forgot it for a second, but then it came back to me. Penultimately. Penultimately. Can you spell that again? Penultimate. Like pen and ultimate. Just put it together. I asked you to spell it. P E N. 
U L T I M A T. Boom. Shakalaka. Don't quote me on that. We got the Raw recap. We have a lot of stellar promos on this episode of Raw. They kicked off with The Undertaker, still kind of in American Badass Biker Garb, continuing on with the shoot-style promos between him and AJ. I did not like the things he was talking about, talking about how, oh, once again, it's the old guy burying the new talent while putting over the older generation, saying that he didn't want to wrestle The Rock and Stone Cold and me and blah, 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 blah. Kurt Angle, even though AJ Styles did wrestle Kurt Angle in TNA, but we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. But besides the terrible stuff Taker was saying, I thought his delivery and the way he carried himself was very good. I mean, I think that's one thing that you forget about the past, what, at least 10 years when he's been doing this dead man thing. It's... The, the slow cadence, the deep voice, the the uh, references to death and everything. You forget that Undertaker is a great, great speaker? Talker? Is it speaker? Sure, why not? Sure. Um, is he a Bluetooth speaker? No. Okay. No, no, no. He ain't no JBL. I that, get it. Because JBL's a speaker and a wrestler. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, right? Um, you finally made one. He made you. a funny. Thank you. Um, but, uh, I, that that's one thing that watching this promo you forget that you know he can open a can of whoop ass with your with his words. Do you think the Undertaker moves in the American Badass direction to kind of you know have him more humanized? He doesn't have to do all the kayfabe stuff on the internet, and he this can kind of give him a little bit you know revitalization for his what we think is his last chapter, even though we thought his last chapter was ten years ago. I mean my honest opinion, I, I think he's gonna... First of all, I, I think people want to see American Badass like really bad. Um, so, being that it's WrestleMania, I'm hoping... I mean, it would be kind of point... See, the, it, what sucks is not having that big ramp for him to ride a bike down being that it's going to be a small-ass empty uh, arena. it is the Boneyard match, which we still don't even know what the fuck that means, but for me, I think... This and the Firefly Funhouse match is going to be one of those, um, obviously pre-taped, but one of those off-site matches that's going to take place. So you can have him roll up with some music. Well, you can add the music in, but he rolls up, gets off his bike, and he's ready to kick ass. Something like that. But we will go more in-depth with all the matches in a WrestleMania recap. Oh, God, I don't want to do that anymore. Eight, 16 matches to talk about, Dominic. (laughs) We just hurry up with Raw and SmackDown. We're not going to talk about SmackDown. We never talk about SmackDown, Dominic. Fuck SmackDown. We got Edge getting uh, a promo. Basically, he's a big listener of Curveballs and Cherry Shots because he pretty much said what I said. What? Saying that Randy Orton, this is the best he's been in about 10 years. I think, you know what? Hey, Edge, if you're listening... Slide in the DMs, email us, curveballandcs at gmail.com. We'll hop on the Zoom, we'll do an interview, and let's go. Let's go, man. Fuck it. Very good interview. Very good, well, it wasn't an interview. It was a promo. Promo. And... Gotta gotta sound smart now, man. He could be listening. Exactly. Uh, With the Undertaker promo, I didn't like the product, but I liked the deliverance. With Edge, I liked both. I thought it was great. Yeah, very similar to what AJ and Undertaker are doing, kind of pulling some you know, shoot-style stuff, but it doesn't take away from the other guy, and it kind of adds more realism, but it doesn't take away from the match. I mean, that's one thing Edge has always been good at. Ever since the thing that happened with Matt Hardy, ever that was his launching point, and now 
how many years later he's still able to to pluck those little hairs and yet not make you you know any less of a man we get another promo Becky Lynch comes out she throws to her Wrestlemania main event match Apparently she stood there for the entire segment, all, whatever, 45 minutes of it, which she definitely stayed there and watched the entire match, even though she could have just gone to the network and watched it on her couch for, like, 20 minutes. Yeah, I can see you're really upset about this. I was really upset. That was stupid. Why didn't you just have the announcers throw it to it and have Becky Lynch come out afterwards? Because the way they set it up is Becky is supposed to just be standing there on the stage for 45 minutes, sitting through commercial breaks. And, and, and staring up, not just straight. She has to go up, right? Yeah, I yeah. I didn't like that part of it. But then Becky cuts a promo afterwards uh, talking about Shayna Baszler, how she's living in Ronnie's shadow and she wants to come out of that. I thought out of the three promos we've talked about thus far, I think this is right there in the middle. Shayna comes out, beats her down. Shayna Baszler standing tall going into WrestleMania. Isn't that always a precursor that Shayna's going to lose? We'll talk about that in our preview, Dominic. Okay. Then we get Aleister Black in a squash match because that's what Aleister Black does. He likes to eat squash. That's why he looks so good. Mm, mm, mm. Then we get Angel Garza teaming up with Austin Theory and Seth Rollins. Uh, we talked about it last week. Andrade has an injury, so he can't be at WrestleMania. So Austin Theory will take his spot to take on the Street Profits. They teamed Rollins Garza Theory, lose to Kevin Owens and the Street Profits. Everyone's talking about the quote-unquote botch with uh, what's-his-face, Montel Ford. Montez Ford. Do you think it was a botch? Maybe. I think it was. I mean, I don't think you want to do a a tope cone hello right on your ass on the stage with nobody there. (laughs) Not during WrestleMania. I mean, there was no good camel. Camel? No camera angle, right? There was a replay after the fact, but when he first did it, you didn't see it. Because they had on the hard camera. But then after the fact, Kevin Owens cuts a promo answering to Seth Rollins what he said last week. Basically calling him out on all this bullshit. Once again, kind of plucking from reality, saying that Seth Rollins was a little baby back in NXT. He wanted to get all this shit in, blah, 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 blah. Not exactly that, but, you know, basically pulling from what people know about Seth Rollins in his early days with WWE. And I thought this was another stellar promo. I think I put it below edge. I think it would be the second best promo of the night. A lot of great promos on this episode. And I think there's still one more promo we got to go over. There right, is still Brandon? another promo, Dominic. Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar closed the show. Very good social distancing between Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. They were about six feet apart. Well, isn't Brock uh, immune compromised or whatever with the whole... Uh... Diverticulitis is your intestines. I don't think that has to do anything with your immune system. But, I mean, he's he's been on the brink of death, right? Yeah, but that's so you're with your ripped asshole, Dominic. Yeah, does that make I, you amino compromised? May, maybe it does. Actually, I might need to talk to my employer. Thank you for bringing it up, Brandon. Paid leave? Probably no, not. I would get paid for the two weeks I have vacation, and then I wouldn't get anything after that. Anyway, so these two Bunch promos, Ko Paul Heyman, your thoughts? My thoughts. Um, I don't have any thoughts, Brandon. You know why? Because I have opinions, not thoughts. What are your opinions on these two promos? Um, well, my opinion is that Paul Heyman, when he gets inducted to the Hall of Fame, I don't want anyone to induct him. 
because the way he enunciates every word, the way he can tell a story, enunciates whatever, give 110%, whatever. I think Paul Heyman, best promo of the night. Fact, Jack. I thought it was good. I think maybe he kind of worked himself into a corner, kind of doing all these kind of, you know, I'm not saying this, but I'm saying this, and blah, 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 trying to, you know, deke everybody. Kind of, you know, one big circle jerk. But that, that's what he's I think, known for. I think for me, it'd go Edge, KO, Paul Heyman, then kind of a little drop-off to Becky and Undertaker. But I did enjoy but I mean, the, but the, the end. But the thing too is, everything is still good, though. It wasn't like being you put Taker and, and AJ last, but it's not like it was like, God, that's shit. It was still decent. Yeah. And then, yeah, obviously we're going to talk about this during the preview, but no Drew McIntyre, nowhere to be seen the last... Stuck in the UK. ...whatever last couple weeks. Like... The challenger for your number one title, nowhere to be seen. What the hell's Stuck up with that? Stuck in the UK. Even though he's going to have his match at WrestleMania. Stuck in the UK. Alrighty then. Now. Are we like signing off and then like restarting? No, or? I was going to give us a little break. Not a break, but I was going to give a little bit of silence so I can jump into it so I can have a nice little cutoff point that I was going to do. But you fucking cut me off. I'm just asking a question. I mean, you could just like, we can just, you can just tell me shut up and then. Shut the fuck up. Okay. Now, let's get into <laughs> our WrestleMania preview. We got 16 matches to go over over the span of two nights. Now, Dominic, before we get into it... 16 matches to go over over the two nights. Yes. That's how it goes. Because it's too big for WrestleMania. It has nothing to do with... twice. It has to do nothing with the coronavirus shutting the city of Tampa Bay down, forcing them to do all of this from the Performance Center. So as we said... Everything has been pre-taped. They have been pretty good on not leaking any spoilers, I believe. This is uh, the first. The matches have come out because of the Roman Reigns situation and the Miz situation. They have come out to say what happened. But, Dominic, before we get into the matches themselves, what are you expecting from WWE in terms of the production value? Because we saw on SmackDown last week kind of the most egregious thing that they did was Elias falling off the NXT announced thing, doing a cutaway, and then he's falling, he's right there on the concrete. Should have been dead, but no, he's perfectly fine. Are you expecting them to take some liberties with these this pre-taped WrestleMania? I, I, if, Brandon, we're talking about the WWE here. I, I, I'm 100% sure someone's going to fall off a roof and land, land on their feet like a cat. Like, it's WWE. They've done this for years and the fact that, first off, they don't have an audience. Second off, it's filmed over two days and it's pre-taped. 100% guaranteed there's going to be a lot of liberties taken here. I think the two matches that I would be less harsh on with this, especially the Firefly Funhouse match, I think that one can be crazy kooky and you can do cutaways and have Cena you know, change from today Cena to Thugonomics to Prototype and Good Bray, Bad Bray, you know... Colt Bray, Husky Harris. You can do all that that bullshit, but uh, the Boneyard match, I think you can still do stuff like that, but I think you need to be a little bit more uh, lenient on it, or you need to be, you know, not as drastic. Would you say more attitude era kind of, where like, I'm not gonna say like I'm uh, not. I mean, I'm not a chair shot. I'm saying like, but like you can actually use more. We do Rock and Hogan, where someone gets put in an ambulance and we get a semi truck. Yes, I'd be okay with that actually. I, I don't think I would be okay with that, but especially if AJ just comes back the week after like The Rock did. I would still be okay with it, just because to see Taker drive a big old truck, pretty cool. 
So with 16 matches over two days, how long do you think each night will be? That's actually one thing I was going to ask you before or after we started the podcast, or before or after the podcast, was how long do you think? Mean, I, I mean, I figured, okay, if they legitimately break it up in half, eight and eight, that's at least two hours, three hours, four hours? I mean... I'm hoping it's three hours both nights. I'm expecting it to be four hours both nights. But my here, With some bullshit here, thrown in there. Here's my thing, though. Let's say it is four hours every both nights. Are are we the first night? Is it gonna? Is it literally gonna be just like how WrestleMania would be? It's gonna be pre-show. There's the gonna be no leading. pre-show. I I I was gonna ask you as we do for every pay-per-view, what was gonna be the main event for each show? What do you think will be the last match for night one, and then the last last match for WrestleMania on night two? I mean, it's and that and that's that's the issue I'm having here. Is do you have? Goldberg, Strowman, night one, McIntyre, Lesnar, uh, night two. I mean, does it... I think that would have been the way they would have went if it was Roman in that spot. I, We can get into what we think is going to happen. I think for my pick, I think I would... I don't know. I don't think they're going to go SmackDown Raw. I don't think that's what's going to happen. But I think maybe you go Shayna... Becky night one, but the way I think I think Shayna's going to win, so I don't know if you want to do the whole heel winning at the very end. And then with Brock and Drew, I'm kind of kind of bullish on the fact that Drew is going to win, especially since he hasn't been on Raw yeah. the last two weeks. And so I'm like, okay, you're doing this match, but like you haven't had the top babyface in a position to rally the crowd around him to make want him to see win. I mean, I. Hear me out. Brock and McIntyre night one. Ron, uh, Rana, Shayna, and Becky. Well, I kind of gave it away now, but Shayna loses because Ronda comes out and fucks her, and that's how you end Russell. Literally, Mania. figuratively. Figuratively. Okay, that's a whole different thing. Yes. Whole different website we're going to. Yes. Now we kind of already gave away some of our predictions, but first off. We got Otis taking on Dolph Ziggler. Which is not needed. I haven't seen SmackDown yet, but I saw on the interwebs that apparently Mandy Rose has been smartened up that Dolph Ziggler and uh, Sonya, very underrated by the way, is was behind the mystery text that told Otis to be late. So maybe this leads to Mandy now being on Otis's side. I think regardless what happens, Otis should win and maybe doesn't fall back in love with Mandy, but maybe Mandy helps him out. Maybe he goes out with Sonya, just saying. Because she is very underrated. Yes. Or, you know, I don't know, Oksana, I don't know. Shout out Oksana. Uh, was it Jerry the King Lawler keeps calling Asuka Oksana? Oh, and you cry a little inside every time. Big fan of Oksana back in the day. She's very underrated. Asuka is very underrated. Shout out Kanachan TV, great YouTube channel. I like it, I'm digging it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you going to make a pick, Otis or Dolph Ziggler? Otis. Go with Otis. Alright, so then we have another match which I believe should not be happening because Elias should be dead. <laughs> King Corbin takes on Elias. Uh, this match I think can go either way. I'm going to go with King Corbin on this one just because he has taken those losses to Roman. And because Elias should be dead. And because Elias should be dead, but I think going forward, I think King Corbin, especially because of how weak SmackDown is, and maybe 
whatever happens with that Universal Championship, you need some heels. And I think King Corbin, as much as I don't want to see him in the main event, he can be you know, utilized more than I think Elias can at this point. Well, I mean, I, I think I would agree with you, and I don't, not for the other reasons, I think it's mainly just because uh, Corbin's a lot, uh, I'm, I can't believe I'm saying this, Corbin's the bigger star out in this match. I think uh, Elias is more of just to fill up the card. He's, he's an act. He's not a mainstay, if that makes any sense. Then we got another match that probably shouldn't be happening. We got the very, very cold Aleister Black taking on Bobby Lashley. They haven't had any real arguments or promos or anything. This is just going to be a match for the sake of a match. And Where's Lana during this? If Lana's make, there, it's she's okay. making She's too busy making TikToks. Well, if she was there, I would be okay with it because she's not. This is stupid. Aleister Black better win this match. If Aleister Black does not win this match, I may stop watching WWE product. Then we got the Women's Tag Team Championship. Remember those things? Uh, the ones that Bailey and Sasha lost? Yeah. We got the Kabuki Warriors, Kairi Sane and Asuka. I haven't seen Kairi Sane in a little bit. Taking on the team of Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, known as Bliss Cross Applesauce. Uh, so how is Nikki stateside and yet, like, Pac, Pac isn't? And Pete Dunne isn't? Like, how... I don't exactly. Maybe it's because Nikki has a home here. Maybe I don't. I don't know how this shit works. Maybe because she has because she's married, or maybe because she has like a work visa or something. Or I don't. I don't fucking know how this shit Come works. On, man, fuck. What do I look like? I'm looking at your stickers. You got a lot of stickers. I do have a lot of stickers. I wish I had a behemoth one that somebody could give me, but apparently they're hoarding stickers that they're not going to use. Yes. Anywho, Chris Bliss Cross Applesauce for the win, right? Kabuki Warriors. Then we got the Men's SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Apparently, this will be now a singles match for the Tag Team Championship. I believe it is still a louder match. I'm not exactly sure on this. But the team of The Miz and Morrison, I think obviously Morrison's going to wrestle for them. The New Day and the Usos. What do you think the hell is going to go on with this? A triple threat singles ladder match for the Tag Team Championships. Wait, hang on, hang on. Triple threat singles... Tag team ladder match. What? What? It is a singles ladder match, a triple threat singles match for the tag team championship. So whoever wins gets the titles for their team. That is very stupid, Brandon. Well, because the Miz showed up sick, he can't be wrestling. Okay, then you fucking vacate the titles. All and right. then just have it be the Usos and the New Day for the ten billionth time. Yes. All right. I'm gonna go with the Usos because why the fuck not? They haven't had it in a while, and this is just one big circle jerk, right? I'm going to go with Morrison just because I feel like it that, that it's going to happen. Then we got the Raw Tag Team Championships. The Street Profits take on the makeshift team of Austin Theory and Angel Garza. Street Profits should win because who knows how long Austin Theory is going to be around on this brand. And Angel Garza, I mean, he's good, but I think the Street Profits are kind of cold enough as it is, and they need this win. I agree. I think, uh, and plus, being that's the makeshift team, I mean, not to say that we haven't seen makeshift team win tag titles, but not this makeshift, and not this sudden. Then we got a match that just, give them 20 minutes and stay the fuck out the way, the Intercontinental Championship match, Sami Zayn taking on Daniel Bryan. I think this match and Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins are kind of, are going to be the two openers for both nights, and I'm very excited to see what those four men can do. I think Daniel Bryan gets the win, 
new champion. Hopefully we don't get any interference with Gulak, Cesaro, and Shinsuke, but very excited to see what they do with this match. Are you not at just a little bit nervous that it's going to be like a quick uh, a quick one, two, three? I don't think that's what's going to happen, but I, I am kind of wondering what they're going to do with these matches because we've seen on WWE a lot of these matches, I mean, the tag team match they had on Raw this week was kind of on the longer side, but for the most part, a lot of these matches are like 10, 12 minutes at the very most. And with a lot of these WrestleMania matches, you would think they're going to be epic in length. I don't think Sami Zayn and Daniel Brown will be epic in length, but it's like when you come to Corbin and Elias, Ziggler and Otis, these like kind of weaker singles matches, you just give them like, how long should they go? Like five, six minutes? Or do you have them go 10, 12, 8? Like it would be a normal WrestleMania. I mean, I think you have to do a normal WrestleMania because of the fact that it's still WrestleMania. But there's still a crowd at home that'll get tired and get bored of this, even though you're not performing to a crowd in the arena. But it also depends on commentating, depends on, um, you know, production value, you know. Uh, you can also just chop the match up and just cut some shit up and make it shorter. That too, that too. But they're probably not going to do that. Because you got to get your network watch times up. Cause sure, because w- my WWE... ass hurt on this chair, so let's hurry the fuck up. Been sent down for an hour and ten minutes. It's only been an hour and nine minutes, Dominic. Calm the fuck down. Whatever. Then we got, as I said, Kevin Owens taking on Seth Rollins. I think this will be the other opening match. I think you just give it to Seth Rollins, or to Kevin Owens, and I'm excited to see what they do with them. Hopefully this is a good match, and just give them 20 minutes and shut the fuck up. I'll be fine. I'll be fine with 20 minutes and shutting the fuck up. I, w- I would be fine with it. I'd be fine with 15, 10, just as long as I don't get any stupid shenanigans. I'd, I'm fine with whatever happens. Then we got the kooky, crazy Firefly Funhouse match between John Cena and The Fiend. We've kind of talked a little bit about it. Dominic, what are you expecting from the Firefly Funhouse match? I'm expecting fucking Bray Wyatt to win, first off. But, I mean, I, I, I kind of think what you what you uh, spoke about earlier with possibly Cena, you know, going through all of his gimmicks from when he started to now, Bray doing the same thing, and then meeting with The Fiend and the John Cena of now, and Fiend winning. I can see that happening. Going back to SmackDown, can we just take a moment of silence for Rambling Rabbit, who was killed in a blender last week? Wasn't that like the thousandth time he died? Don't these characters keep dying? He keeps bringing them back. R.I.P. Rambling Rabbit. I would go with The Fiend to win as well. Now, when it comes to John Cena, who knows what he's going to be doing? You think that he was just going to, you know, get in, get out, but now with the entire film industry on hold, maybe he has a little extra time on his hands and come back to WWE a little bit more often if they're still on quarantine and whatever the fuck. Yeah, I, I doubt it. But I still think The Fiend should win. Maybe he will win. Then, the other, I assume, crazy match we're going to see is The Undertaker taking on AJ Styles in a Boneyard match. Don't know what the fuck that means, but I assume it's going to be some sort of, like, maybe a graveyard match or some sort of, like, biker whatever style match. I think you just give it to the Undertaker, yes. AJ has called him old. Taker has kind of devalued AJ a little bit, but I think if Taker were to lose, it hurts Taker more than it helps AJ in this situation, just because AJ is so established. What more? What can he really gain from this win? I mean, I, I agree. Taker should win. Um, but 
you know, uh, when AJ came to WWE, there was only one other person that was in WWE that held uh, the same titles as him, and that was Brock. So I think, I, I think beating The Undertaker kind of gives AJ the same credibility as Brock, and then that would be a great match, AJ Styles to Brock Lesnar. Right. In the future. What do you what are you kind of expecting this match to be? Probably just I think we've talked about it before. I think it'd be more like a biker kinda you know a bar room a bar room brawl. Kind of, or may, maybe with like a junkyard and you know, stuff like that. Alright. Then we got some women's title matches. We got Bailey taking on Lacey Evans, Tamina, Naomi, and Sasha Banks in an elimination match. I think it's between Bailey and Sasha. I think maybe Sasha turns on Bailey. I maybe Sasha is the heel or the babyface in the situation rather, and they can just go on and recreate the NXT stuff they had, but switching up now with Bailey as the heel. I wouldn't feel the same, honestly. Obviously, because they completely shit the bed with Bailey. Bailey could be the top. She could be Becky Lynch right now, obviously yeah. in a completely different gimmick. But Bailey could have been the top woman star yeah. in WWE, and they just fucked, fucked it all it, up. Fucked it all up. From San Jose too. Can't give any love to the San Jose gals. Mm-hmm. Even though she's like technically from Newark, I think. But even, even better, man. Even closer to us, man. Shit. Who do you think's gonna win, Dominic? I say Bailey retains. All right, all right. Then we get the NXT Women's Title match, and I thought I've been very disappointed with the build. I was excited to see what they would do with it, but I don't know if it's because they're unavailable. But they just haven't really done a lot with this. We get Rhea Ripley taking on Charlotte. I'm kind of back and forth on this. So you can give Charlotte the win, so she can go over to NXT, give NXT some credibility, or Rhea beats Charlotte to give NXT some credibility and put her over strong, but it's like, I was expecting a lot more from this feud, and it just really hasn't delivered. I also think it's because of the whole coronavirus that... This but it's like they did that segment on Raw where Charlotte kicks her in the face, and then we don't hear from Ripley or do anything after that. Like, if they're near the arena or the performance center, why not have them do a sit-down or something? Or even p- play the promo that Rhea did on NXT, that all-promo episode, and just put that on Raw. But I mean, I I I don't know, Brandon. I really do not know. I feel like this match has definitely fallen by the wayside. Even I think WrestleMania as a whole has fallen down, and it's hard to piece things together for storyline purposes when certain people aren't there, and you know, and Rhea is foreign, right? So maybe she can't be there yet. Never know. All of these matches have already been filmed and they're going to take place, Dominic. You never know. Maybe, maybe it doesn't happen. Maybe she gets counted out. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. And then the final women's title match, as I think we both agree that it will be the main event of one of the nights. Yeah. Becky Lynch takes on Sasha ba- or Shayna Baszler for the Raw Women's Championship. I think Shayna goes over pretty strong. I think you go, you put her over very quickly. I think this is helped by the no crowd situation. You can just put her over in like five minutes. Boom, bam, thank you, ma'am. Shayna Baszler wins. That's why I'm kind of leery on it being a main event. But I think if you have it night one, and you come back night two with the happy baby face win, then it's a little bit more forgiving. 
Um, I, and then you can say Becky, you know, main event in two WrestleManias. I, I honestly think uh, she will. Pronouns, pal. Huh? Pronouns. Who is she? She. There's two she's in this match. She. I think Shayna will lose this match because Ronda Rousey is going to screw her because she wants to have the, the, how do you say, the, she wants to redeem herself from losing at last year's WrestleMania. She wants to be the one that defeats Becky Lynch. But if Becky wins, yes, if your prediction comes true, she has Ronda, but it's like she doesn't have really anybody else to go after. At this point, I think you have Shayna win to give Becky, you know, another carrot dangle in front of her to give her some motivation to come back stronger. I think both her and Seth are going to take some time off after this for a marriage or a honeymoon or whatever. I think you can still do that. Even I mean, we're kind of talking that they're going to have her off season anyways after this. But yeah. I think Becky take some time off, you know, have her, you know, sell that she got beaten the fuck up have her sell for a month or two and then she comes back, you know, bigger, badder than ever and maybe built to a SummerSlam match or whatever that first crowd uh, wrestling show is. I just see, I just want to see Ronnie. I'm just, I'm just saying. You want to see that little weirdo Ronnie? Mm-hmm. You like that little weirdo Ronnie? No. I want to see Ronda Rousey. Okay. Not Ronnie. Ronnie from high school the fucking weirdo. But Travis from hey man, that was cool with him. I don't know. Travis doesn't listen to the wrestling part so you're fine. Oh, thank God. But Tyler does. Then we got Edge versus Randy Orton, last man standing match. Honestly, I think this match could be a main event if you want to have a babyface go over strong. I think it definitely deserves it. I'm going to go with Edge. I think this match could possibly be the best match of the night. Maybe they do a lot of backstage brawling. It's a last man standing match. They can go literally anywhere. So maybe they take through the whole crowd. Exactly. And the crowd will be rowdy as hell for this match because it is a hot feud. So maybe this match, they might take some liberties with some uh, some cutaways and stuff like that, but hopefully they don't do that, because I think if you just play it straight, it can be a damn good match. End of the match. I'm predicting it. End of the match, Randy Orton breaks Edge's neck. Edge's neck. He like does like the little like snap of the neck with his hands and kills him. And then Edge comes out the next you know, next Monday. I could see Randy Orton winning this match just to give Edge but something. But not snap his neck. I, yeah, I don't think he's going to do Peter Griffin snap his neck and, you know, fall down the stairs. But okay. I will go with Edge still. Edge apparently has signed a three-year contract, so he's going to be around. And who knows what he does later on down the line. Maybe Edge challenges for the WWE Championship. Maybe Drew McIntyre doesn't get it done, but maybe Edge tries to beat Bork Laser. But <laughs> we shall see. Then we got the two men's title matches. Goldberg taking on Braun Strowman, replacing Roman Reigns. I I think it go either way. I think Roman was going to win this match. Do you go with Braun because he's Roman's replacement? Or do you have Goldberg still hold on till you get Roman in the match? I feel like if... Goldberg doesn't... So if Goldberg's contract was to hold the title until WrestleMania, if Goldberg wants to... Re, is willing to work a little more, WWE pays him a little more, I could see Goldberg winning. I think it all depends on Goldberg. If he said, you know what, I don't really want to run... I'm, I want to be home. I want to be, you know, with my kids during this time. I don't feel safe. I'm not going to, you know, sign an extension for you guys. I'm dropping the title to Braun. 
then drop the title. And I mean, I, either way, this decision is this whole year. I mean, they just like MLB, we should just scrub this fucking WrestleMania, man. It's just you know stupid stuff. I think Braun wins, but to what extent? Yeah, I'd, I can go back and forth on either one. Goldberg still technically is a babyface in this match, so you could have him win in the main event, go over. I'm a little scared. I don't think he can get Braun Strowman up for a jackhammer. He can't even get Bray Wyatt up for a jackhammer, so I don't yeah. think he do Braun Strowman. But I, it's like the thing with Braun is he always is in this predicament where he doesn't win the big one. I mean, he just lost the IC title. And then he doesn't even like show any remorse or come back. We I don't even think we've seen him since Elimination Chamber. I don't know. And now I mean I we haven't seen I haven't seen SmackDown yet, so we don't know exactly how they played this out. I I'm not even gonna speculate, but I'm gonna go with Goldberg to win. I just think you just get in, get out. You kind of emulate the WrestleMania match with uh, him and uh, Brock Lesnar from a few years ago, just kind of spear. It's only a few minutes, and that's it. You know, yeah, get in, get out, maybe do, you know, a couple big spots here and there, but Goldberg gets the win in the end. Then, in the main event, as we maybe predicted, yeah. Brock Lesnar taking on Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. As I said, I'm a little bullish on Drew McIntyre winning just because the Lod not having your top babyface, not cutting a go-home promo for the last three weeks saying how he's going to beat up you know, how he's going to win that championship because this is the this is what he's been wanting to do this entire life. Um, I got I, I agree, I, I but I'm more towards the fact that because this isn't going to be a real I mean, granted it's a quote unquote WrestleMania, but being that it's not in front of eighty five thousand people with a new attendance record and you know that oh it's going to be a new attendance record. It's going to be a attendance record of like two of zero, the lowest attended WrestleMania ever. Exactly. I don't even. I wonder what the previous one would be. Maybe like, a, I don't know if you would count WrestleMania two, like in a single arena, but then you combined three arenas together. So I don't know how you would count that. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, I, I don't do math on a podcast. Um, anyways, or in though, life. Or in life. Actually, no, I do it at work all the time. Um, so it's like, do you do you let Drew win at this so-called WrestleMania where no one's there in front of you know? almost 100,000 people or do you let Brock win and let Drew win at a actual attended pay-per-view like SummerSlam I think I go with Brock I think Drew yes it takes away a Wrestlemania moment from him but he will get that back and have many more in the future I think also with the Paul Heyman thing, it's like he said kind of so many things in one promo, kind of, you know, going back and forth and trying to play the mind games with the fans, kind of the spoiler alert thing that I think what he set up, he didn't say like, oh, spoiler alert, Brock Lesnar is going to win. He said he's going to be back in the go-home show, in the go-home segment before WrestleMania, which leaves open that Brock Lesnar could lose because he didn't do the spoiler alert thing. But I think what they're going to do is, you know, put over uh, Drew, have him, you know, go 10, 12 minutes with Brock Lesnar, but then in the end he gets beat. Exactly. Which kind of sucks for Drew. I mean, he's the but long, Drew windy will, road he's but, been on. But Drew will get that title soon. I already know it guaranteed. Guaranteed? Guaranteed. You heard it here first, folks. So If not, keep the receipt and we'll return it. Like all of our Las Vegas trips. Yes. Stuff that we, that I, well, we, you, you bought for the uh, plane ticket. My own plane ticket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you do it on your own time. Yeah. 
That'll do it for us for today. Thank you all very much for tuning into this long episode. Even though we didn't talk a whole lot of sports, we had a lot of stuff to talk about with wrestling and WrestleMania. Possibly some WrestleMania post show coming soon. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. 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 Who Maybe. knows? You know. I, you know, check check the uh, Twitter, check the Facebook, check the socials, maybe check the emails, and maybe I got we, nothing. I, I mean, we did get a Sophia Jones, and you know, I read into it because I thought, you know, hey, finally we got some uh, some good fan interaction, and uh, she's from uh, New Delhi, India, and she wants not to, to be confused with Old Delhi. Yes, <laughs> and she basically wants to uh, make a website, and it's spam, and I deleted it. So fuck her and fuck that. Good job, Dominic. So, and possibly, Bleacher Report came in. I don't know if you want to email them. Shout out Bleacher Report. Yeah. Uh, maybe we have a Bullet Cast, Kerbals, and Share Shots collab post-show WrestleMania. Maybe. Who knows? And Dominic uh, says some things and doesn't Dom- realize it. And uh, Dominic has one too many PBRs tomorrow and gets kicked off and canceled for good. Yes. So until that happens tomorrow on Saturday, hope y'all are staying safe. Wash your hands. Wash your ass during this quarantine. Protect your chickens. Social distancing and all that other good fun stuff. Support local businesses and deliveries and, you know, thank the delivery people and all that other good fun stuff. I want to say a big thank you shout out to, you know, not just the nurses and doctors and firefighters and police officers and that, but, and this this doesn't sound really bad, but thank you to, like, the people you don't think of, like like you just said, the McDonald's employees, the Taco Bell, the In-N-Out's, all those people that, you know, technically... The Osh store and Moraga workers. Fuck them. Except for Dominic Hobson. That guy's amazing. But, um, but no, like... Working think... hurt with a torn asshole. <laughs> I don't have... Oh, you know what? Alright, sign us off. I'm done. You were done before we even started. Until next time, goodbye, and good night. Uh, bye-bye! <laughs>